Hi, and welcome to The Mean. I'm Ryan Huber, and with me, as always, is Nicholas Seagraves. Hey, Nick. Hi, Ryan. Nick, this episode of The Mean is brought to you by Seagram's Ginger Ale and Popeye's Chicken and a cigar I smoked a couple minutes ago. So, Mm. I figured if Sesame Street can be sponsored by letters and numbers and colors, we can be sponsored by people who don't actually know we exist. Um... Any, are you being sponsored by anybody uh, in Chicago right now? Um, no, unfortunately, no. No? Okay. No. Well, we'll see how um, my voice holds up with the aforementioned ginger ale and cigar. Um, but I'm excited because today we're, we're going to go into a dark place. It's, uh, it's a dangerous place. It's a place that's hard to get out of. And uh, it's a little thing we like to call conspiracy theory. Uh, A conspiracy theory is something I'm going to let you break down for the audience in a little bit, but it's also the name of episode 17 of The Mean. So, Nick, Mm -hmm. without any further ado, what is a conspiracy theory? I'm so glad you asked. I've been wanting to tell you about it for so long. <laughs> I'm really excited about this. Um, maybe you could tell us what a conspiracy theory is, but also tell us how you arrived at this being a, t- a show topic that you really wanted to to explore a little bit. Yeah. So a conspiracy theory is basically a collection of beliefs um, normally with one central theme, a conspiracy, if you will, which just basically means um, a group of people mm-hmm. are setting in motion secretive agendas to okay. uh, achieve some goal. Okay. So conspiracy theories, it's, it, in, in the most common terms, it's, Certain public events and figures are not as random or tragic as they seem, but are actually the result of a meticulous mm-hmm. uh, thought process. Okay, so this is the the Fox Mulder vision mm-hmm. of the world. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think in a very fair reading, sometimes we've thought of things as conspiracies. So, like. In MK Ultra, for example. I don't know. Do you know what that is? No. So MK Ultra was this thing, uh, a CIA, I believe, program um, that a lot of people in the 70s um, talked about, and it was kind of dismissed as a conspiracy theory. Uh, it was basically that the United States government used uh, psychedelic uh drugs to uh without consent on certain military personnel Mm. to like i guess test it and see its effectiveness Mm -hmm. and whatever yeah there was another Um, one that i heard about having to do with the clandestine services of the united states government where they would plant uh undercover agents among movements like the civil rights movement black panthers gay rights things like that in order to Mm -hmm. make them appear to be more radical and sort of out there than, you know, to kind of discredit them. Yeah. And the thing with MK Ultra is that after the Freedom of Information Act passed, it was shown that it was real mm-hmm. and that it did happen. Um, and so I, so I guess in the most charitable reading, I sometimes someone who believes in conspiracy theories is more willing to look at things outside the realm normally considered as possibilities mm-hmm. so um, conspiracy theorists tend not to be mainstream they don't trust um traditional institutions such as federal governments military mm-hmm. media um any kind of authority figures that claim to be for the public interest yeah yeah basically mm-hmm. and um there's some really popular ones um there's i mean the jfk shooting is Mm -hmm. just littered with different types of conspiracies Mm -hmm. let's Um, do a little game i like to call 
conspiracy face-off. You name one, and then I'll name one, and then you name one, and then I'll name one, and see how many we can get in, let's say, 30 seconds. Go. Okay. Barack Obama is gay, and Michelle Obama is a woman. A man, sorry. 9-11 was an inside job. Moon landing isn't real. Didn't happen. Paul McCartney is not really Paul McCartney. Um, trying to think of, I mean, there's a ton of uh, grassy knoll, JFK stuff. Um, the Area 51 is hiding aliens. Um, Slash crop circles. Beyonce and Jay-Z are in a elite group of Illuminati members that control the public media. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let us end on that one. Okay. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a re- it's very popular, I believe. Um, so those are some good ones. Yeah, no, it's uh, super great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would just submit to you that jet fuel cannot melt steel beams, Nick. Answer that simple question, idiots. Uh, <laughs> why, why was the American flag waving slightly when there is no wind on the moon? Get it? Why, when we zoom into George Clooney's teeth in this E! Entertainment interview, do they look jagged like a lizard? <laughs> and for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, Please. there is a belief that most of our celebrities and public uh, figures are actually lizard-like <laughs> anthropomorphic things that wear very intense disguises. I feel like that's, that's probably true of Anne Hathaway. Yeah, well, Anne Hathaway isn't wearing anything. She just looks like a lizard person. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Um, but there, but the, these can range. I mean, any type of major public event, especially in the last fifty years, mm-hmm. definitely you could. Especially if there were like, find... especially if there are unanswered questions or like dots that mm-hmm. didn't seem to be easily connectable, or or like um, randomness issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, which, as you know, normally in events, everything can be explained. Mm-hmm. Life is completely explainable, and there's no yeah. controversies. Linear, one-dimensional. Um, everyone agrees mostly on everything. Um, but I was going to say, you, any type of public event, catastrophe, election, assassination, Grammys, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. name it. Sports, like why, Sports. why were the Denver Broncos able to beat the Carolina Panthers uh, in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl? Was it that they got almost every call that went in their favor and there was a really critical call that went against the Panthers at a very crucial moment in the game, even though Peyton Manning's arm is made out of spaghetti? Um, you know, these kinds of questions, uh, back in the, uh, 2000, I think it was 2000, 2001 playoffs, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers with two, two of the league's biggest stars, Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal, they won, um, an NBA Western finals and then an NBA finals where they got something like something crazy, like 75% of the foul calls for them. Um, you know, people start to go, you know, was there something going on? And then later on, one of the refs that were involved in one of those series comes out and says, I was shaving points. I was taking money from people. The Black Sox scandals, uh, scandal, uh, in the world series in 1919, uh, which, uh, was not a conspiracy. It was, I mean, it was a conspiracy. It wasn't conspiracy theory. Um, and, and so how do we differentiate between actual conspiracies and the kinds of conspiracy theories that we're talking about like how do we do that yeah um i think it's easy to identifiable it's e- it's easy to identify them if there is a majority opinion and a dissenting opinion okay and the dissenting opinion requires um i mean this is a very loose definition but like a moderate amount of conjecture mm-hmm so with something like, like let's oh I got one I got one because um, okay, okay. it's it's a very real possibility mm-hmm. that because of the arcane nature of the Democratic Iowa caucus that Bernie Sanders actually received more votes than Hillary Clinton but because mm-hmm. of the way everything was tabulated Hillary Clinton ended up right now I think she's beating him by zero 
Mm -hmm. and was able to declare victory. So is that like a, like a legitimate conspiracy or is that, does that fall more into the kind of category of conspiracy theory that we've been talking about? Like how do we differentiate in other words, between the Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, Iowa democratic caucus, where there was a, a news story written by the major Iowa newspaper the next week saying, mm-hmm. Hey, this is fishy. It, it literally said smell something smells here. What's the difference between that and um, George Clooney as a lizard person? Yeah, I think, and this is, and this is where it gets tricky. Um, something is a, you know, the Marshall plan, which was real, um, which was real. If let's say the USSR won the cold war, I think, and somehow the documents were uh, destroyed in in the United States and no one knew that the Marshall Plan was like an actual thing, mm-hmm. I think would come off as very conspiracy-ish. And, and mm-hmm. especially since the release, I mean, since the release of all these documents with the Freedom of Information Act, knowing what we did, especially in mm-hmm. South America, in terms of like, which political leaders is this are the CA going to assassinate this mm-hmm, month? Mm-hmm. And weird things like that. Um, like so Iran that, Contra and stuff like that. Yeah, which sounds super conspiracy theory. Like this person mm-hmm. sold guns to the mm-hmm. um Can can we say that I don't think this is the defining difference, but for me, the difference between things that end up later on being recognized as conspiracies mm-hmm. and quote unquote conspiracy theories as we're talking about them today the difference seems to be that there are smoking guns potential smoking guns that can be found to prove that conspiracies are real whereas with some conspiracy theories there's almost no way to prove that they're either true or false because everything can be wrapped up into the narrative i was going to say is the I think what we're talking about right now is the draw of conspiracy theories. Like mm-hmm. the fact that they can, they maybe they do make a little bit of sense, or at least at the first mm-hmm. reading, um, they sense something that seems kind of fishy. Mm-hmm. Um, and and mm-hmm. I think there isn't a hard and fast line between what happened with the Iowa caucus and uh, 9/11 was a George Bush. Mm-hmm. set up 911 mm-hmm. um simply because the what makes those which makes one of those things seem ridiculous to most people and one of those things seem uh maybe plausible to the same people is some form of common sense which as we know is very subjective and hard to uh yeah so could we say that uh outlandish conspiracy theories and things that may be actual conspiracies and people might actually be onto something are only different uh, by degree of by degree of provability or disprovability. Like the ones mm-hmm. that are closer to maybe this actually happened are more provable. There are things that you could find if you could find mm-hmm. the bloody knife or whatever, then it would actually say, oh, yeah, this happened. But the ones that are more sort of like Illuminati kind of like those would be so hard to prove or disprove Mm -hmm. um, that it seems like they're along some kind of a continuum. Yeah. And I think we also have to take the word literally. So the Iowa caucus thing maybe doesn't even qualify as a conspiracy theory if it really is. Unless the Iowa Democratic Party was helping Hillary. Exactly. and Because that, one of the higher-ups yeah. used to be a Hillary campaign staffer. Exactly. So that now becomes a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. If someone basically said, wow, these are really like old-school, weird mm-hmm. procedures that we don't even know why they exist and look mm-hmm. at what it came up with, that's mm-hmm. like, wow, that's an explanation. Mm-hmm. But a, cons- a charge of conspiracy is that people mm-hmm. willingly yep. Yep. tried to do something. And I think no matter what situation it is, it's always harder to prove someone's intentions yes. than it is to do it. And the more outlandish you get in your conspiracy theories, and the more it becomes less and less, like, I mean, with the lizard people thing, mm-hmm. you, like, who are we even accusing? Like, you're basically, <laughs> you're basically trying to prove, like, with the Iowa caucus thing, it's like, okay, so the, the ex 
artillery mm-hmm. staff member mm-hmm. obviously has a motive, but with reptilian, <laughs> like what, what are they even real? Like you first you have to convince yeah. someone. And that if they are, real. what are they trying to do? Like what's yeah. the, what's the point? All right, I think we've laid out some some interesting parameters, kind of setting the table. Um, but I want you to share with the audience, such that it is your experience of um, what I think you've described as YouTube conspiracy theory black yes. hole. Okay. So what is, what is a, a YouTube conspiracy theory? Black so hole? a YouTube conspiracy theory black hole is when. Multiple conspiracy theories due to YouTube's recommended video features. Thanks, algorithms. Yeah, begin to um, multiply in intensity. Um, so, for example, when we were um, talking about the Oscars last week and about um, the lack of African-American representation there, I watched a video, the interview I talked about in that episode with the black actress mm-hmm. about, and the video was called like why black actors aren't taken seriously in Hollywood or something. Okay. And because of that, the YouTube algorithm recommended for me a video of why African Americans don't have the same um, standard of citizenship as whites in America. Okay. So you go from something that has, fairly solid whether you agree or disagree with this actress this black mm-hmm. actress's point it, she had she's not insane no. like she's making some some pretty decent points based on facts yeah. that are actually verifiable but then what's different about the nature of that next video yeah. i mean as you start to approach the edge of of the whirlpool what, what has changed it's more far reaching um so in the second video it even though it's making these broad statements, he's still very moderate. Um, I think he makes some good points. He goes into the historical realities of racism in this nation, um, why it can be so hard for there to be equality. But there's also some vague motions to Martin Luther King was assassinated by the FBI um okay so now it's the government conspiracy which is mm-hmm. a fairly standard which, species of yes yes which isn't isn't i mean i don't crazy. know if i believe that but it isn't crazy mm-hmm. for um for that to have happened i mean we we're talking about j edgar hoover so mm-hmm. there's not a lot of things that i would put past the fbi at that stage yes so then um then I get into, on the next recommended video, I get into how people of color uh, created America. Okay, so this video um, is a lot less produced. I think it had like a thousand views or something. Mm-hmm. So with these and, conspiracy videos, the, the views tend to go down. Oh, yeah, you... it goes down, 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 down. Um, and, so you're also heading towards something we like to call deep YouTube. Yeah, this is like deep, deep shit in YouTube. Sorry for the effort, but I can't think of you anything to, else. You have to say, yeah. Um, and it goes, it goes into how um, George Washington and uh, a bunch of founding fathers had these. Um, oh my gosh, I forget the name. They like basically. Uh, oh, I know. Um, more Moors. So they had these Moorish uh, slaves um, who you, this guy like goes through all these old paintings of like George Washington and these people with who always have these uh, African attendants with fezes on. All right. And he basically claims that like whenever you see a fez, that's a symbol that this person wasn't a slave, but was actually a Moorish advisor. Okay. Um, and it basically links it to uh, Masonism and mm-hmm. how Masonism was started in Egypt, or in, supposedly in Egypt. Which... Yeah, there are a lot of Egyptian symbols involved in, in mm-hmm. Masonry. Also, are there any paintings with people with fezes on like that? I mean, he has them. I don't know if they're like contemporaneous. Is that the word contemporaneous with? Yeah. Like, I don't know if they were painted during the revolution. 
question. Maybe they were painted like fifty years after it. Like, did I miss like the Fezware in the boat crossing the Delaware? Yeah. Well, they, he basically says that in every battle, George Washington was surrounded by multiple Moorish advisors okay. who laid the foundations for America. And so from this video, I get to the next one, which is that um, Mozart, Shakespeare, uh, and there's one more. Mozart, Shakespeare were Black, and Leonardo da Vinci was of mixed race. Um, which I think you two made some connect, and it, the whole thing was that Moors like were a huge presence in Europe, and if you like X-ray the paintings of these people, you can see that there's like a darker. Uh, oh, so they were originally painted black to represent who who everyone knew they were, but as systematic racism, I guess, mm -hmm. took hold more strongly than it already had. They blah 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 blah. And so that video has like 500 views. And then you get to the crazy stuff. I mean, like mm -hmm. the stuff that's like, which at the very bottom of this black hole is basically there's this 28 minute long video um, of a guy speaking into, I guess, like a MIDI recorder from 2003. Yeah. Um, talking about how ancient African scientists invented white people um as a like warrior race that mm -hmm. eventually like rose up and uh destroyed their ancient civilization and that's why there's so much anger between the races now and then that's a very short also in that video is that the world is actually flat and there's mm -hmm. this huge conspiracy to make it seem mm -hmm. like it's not doesn't a and, doesn't a famous rapper believe that Yes, yes, which his video, I forget who it is, but his video was linked, like a music video was like linked to this video. Yeah. So like, I mean, I will give kudos to YouTube that like they know. Uh, yeah, that's can, pretty deep. see the connections. Um, I would probably think it doesn't have anything with YouTube being able to read the content of a video, but that people who watch the Earth is Flat videos probably also enjoy his music. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's just one. Now, I've been on this journey multiple times. I've been on this journey, which started out with watching a political debate to people spending upwards of an hour, an hour-long YouTube video, take analyzing candid Michelle Obama shots to look for bulges, to, to highlight her Adam's apple, <laughs> to... Fine, like, and this was related hair. to the same black hole. No, 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 this is a different. This one started with me watching like some debate about like politics and then watching a video of Barack Obama. And then, you know, it goes and then it slowly gets into like this underbelly of conspiracy around mm -hmm. um, these things. And so, basically, what I think. I am trying to glean from this is that there's something really, really attractive about conspiracy theory type thinking. Mm -hmm. There's some element that makes the world feel, I don't know, safer is the right word, but well, it makes more sense. It makes yeah. more sense. Everything's more logical if everything's part of like a massive conspiracy. Mm -hmm. So, for example, it doesn't, I don't think it feels great to know that um, small insurgent factor, factions in the Middle East can put together a plan like the 9-11 uh, attacks mm -hmm. and have it be successful through, you know, random failures of security checks and uh, lacks you know, passport, whatever, background check, you know, like all these factors that go into it, it's much, um, like you said, a lot more logical, or it makes more sense to our own paradigm mm -hmm. that the only way America could be attacked successfully is if it was an inside job. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like at the end of the day, it might make you, you know, hyper paranoid about your government, but at least it gives your government like uh, it it eliminates the chaotic nature of things. Um, How much do you think this is related to sort of modernist philosophies of trying to find universal patterns and, you know, have complete or perfect knowledge of various segments of mm-hmm. knowledge? Yeah, I think it's time to bring up someone who has almost nothing to do with conspiracy theories, but has a very interesting concept that I think is valuable in this. Uh, Levi Strauss, um, who we talked about earlier today. Mm-hmm. Off air. Off air. Uh, sorry, guys. Cloud. Next time. Cloud Levi Strauss. Um, who was a structuralist French mm-hmm. anthropologist. He was, he was kind of the structuralist. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, especially in terms mm-hmm. of uh, structuralist anthropology. Mm-hmm. And he makes a point that it's easy to fall into a narrative of modernist uh, scientific Western minds looking for clean solutions to things and single rules. Yeah. Um, but what he actually argues is if you trace uh, scientific development in the West, you go from a world of these weird layering spheres which are filled with like numerical significance and symbolic significance and everything's like this closed system it's very small feeling um it's not as massive to a universe of random explosions mm-hmm. um laws that only apply in certain speeds at certain whatever yeah um and basically he's he's saying in the in the contemporary western mind the universe is a giant filled moving almost aimless thing that just kind of goes Mm -hmm. and we're kind of along for the ride yeah but ancient people uh he calls it magical thinking um are actually they're looked as looked at as being less logical but he argues that they're actually being too logical. So why mm-hmm. does a spider uh, have silk and other insects don't as much? Oh, it must be because there's some symbolic significance behind mm-hmm. spiders mm-hmm. having silk. So mm-hmm. all of these different cultures come up with these myths of why spiders develop the power, mm-hmm. to, you know, which has nothing to do with evolution, which is just a blind... You know, some spiders mm-hmm. did it, and it makes them live longer, and they made more babies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. like... Which is not as God. logical. Like, it, it doesn't make as much sense. Like, it's not as explanatory. Yeah. Well, it's not logical because it's not personal. You know, in, in all these ancient myths, so in Greek mythology with Arachnid, um, or Arachnus, she is a weaver, um, challenges Athena to the god of, the goddess of wisdom, to a weaving mm-hmm. competition and wins. And mm-hmm. Athena, Take that, yeah, Athena punishes her by turning her into a spider. And that's why spiders make mm-hmm. uh, thread yeah. to ancient people. So this is, this is literally a conspiracy theory. It's yeah. there is an, there is an agent with a will who through a series of actions got their, uh, they will something different. Mm-hmm. And it makes the world make a lot more sense. Yes, as opposed to why do spiders uh, uh, have silk? Well, it's a three billion year old process of death and sex that. And there were some like random mutations that somehow were mm-hmm. advantageous to this particular group of things, and and then eventually, you know, a male and female with the same mutation were able to breed into their genetic uh, lineage uh, this advantage, which then made mm-hmm. this particular form of uh, creature uh, more likely to propagate their offspring and therefore they dominated the ones who couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. That's just, that yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense at first. What do you think? You know, yes. It seems super I mean, random. It seems very random. And yeah, maybe there's like an internal logic to it, but it's, there's no will. There's no, um, there's no plan. It's not very, really. it's not very human. Yeah, and I think some modern, uh, like, neo-Darwinists 
especially on the popular level, try to make it seem like there's more planning involved. Like they say things like nature has a way, or even Jurassic Park, like life has a way, like it will find a way to, it's like, well, life isn't like a thing that has a will, mm -hmm. you know, like it's is life, is life a scientist. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Is mother nature doing some laboratory experiments like on purpose? Mm -hmm. Does she have a grant from the Templeton foundation or something? Yeah. And that's a great analogy, but it's an analogy. You know, like you can say like the, the great laboratory of primordial earth, but it wasn't a laboratory. <laughs> like, you know, it sounds very tedious yeah. to point that out. But that's the connection I'm, tr I'm trying to so make. So part of the is, problem is the anthropomorphization of everything. Yes. So in a lot of ways, I think conspiracy theories are a ancient way of thinking um, being applied maybe a little haphazardly um, to modern events. Mm -hmm. um, and you can see that even in how ancient people dealt with their own history. So the history of Rome and of Greece, even though it wasn't like a unified Greece, uh, like, uh, well, let's say like Athens, um, is narrative. And mm -hmm. even, you know, even the Trojan War becomes this big thing that may or may not have happened the way we thought it did. Mm -hmm. But they're not interested in that. They're not interested in the actual mm -hmm. history of it. They're, they're interested, interested in the explanatory power. Yeah, like why Athena decided mm -hmm. to put her own mm -hmm. desire mm -hmm. to get this war started, you know, mm -hmm. and things like that. So I still don't know how, like, the two brothers being adopted by a wolf mother and suckling at her teats and one of them murdering the other on Seven Hills, how that explains Rome, but maybe that's yeah. a perfect explanation. Let's not talk fire. about Romulus, because okay. God knows what was going on, what explanatory power that had for Romans. Yeah. yeah. It had something. Yeah, it maybe it was something. the lead water pipes. Yeah, they were all like, wow, this makes so much sense as they're like bleeding out of their eyes um, and also just have syphilis all over their entire body. Um, sorry, uh, but so, I, I mean, but it, it's a weird connection, but I think it really makes sense when you think about it in terms of, so instead of the JFK shooting being some weird, illiterate man hiding out on mm -hmm. the top of, a, what was it, like a, a textbook storage yeah, their house. Yeah, like, and just shooting the president, you know, which yeah. sounds like those two things should never, that should never be allowed. Mm -hmm. It turns into, well, JFK owed all this money to the mafia, which mm -hmm. may be true, mm -hmm. or, you know, he was too radical, mm -hmm. which is completely not Mm -hmm. accurate. But and the U.S. military wanted to take him out so that they could expand operations in Vietnam yeah. and, and put Lyndon Johnson, who was more pliable in his place. Yes, and in all of these things could make sense, you know, like, you know, JF, the Kennedys don't have a super clean ethical record, so I'm sure maybe they dealt with organized crime at some point, um, and I'm what? sure, yeah, I know, which is crazy, and I'm sure the military industrial complex, which is that phrase alone is a good, like, mm. flag. For, oh, yeah. we might be going into the purely mm -hmm. speculative realm of conspiratorial thinking. Mm -hmm. um, but the military industrial complex, I'm sure, liked having lit LBJ. Mm -hmm. um, but as we said earlier, the thing that's so tricky about these is they're non falsifiable. Because if they, if, if they could be proven, they wouldn't be conspiracy theories anymore. Do you know what I mean? So like the very nature of the thing is, yeah. well, only a few chosen observing individuals in our culture can see through the lies. Mm -hmm. So this is also a form of Gnosticism. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. For those of you who don't know what Gnosticism is, look it up. Yeah, we're not going in. We're not going to talk about early Christianity in this podcast. Yeah. There's too much. But long story short, knowledge. Yeah, knowledge. yeah we have special knowledge. We have special knowledge. Yes. So, And only um, early Christians ever had to struggle with a small group of people claiming to have special knowledge that affected the destinies of all people. No. I mean, yes. by no, I mean yes. Like, <laughs> obviously, like. Every other movement has been great <laughs> until the until it ended. Um, 
but hey nick do you have a minute to for me to explain to you how the world is going to end yes i would i would love to know that well too bad i'm not gonna tell you great perfect but i will scare you enough to make you do something yep that's not in any way beneficial to my interests at all um so i guess let's take it to a popular culture level um let's do it let's do it so there is a i think sorry to like turn our podcast kind of on its head but i think the final lesson to learn here is that being willing to look at conspiracy theories is about moderation okay so i think that if you have the time and it's an issue that you care about then investigating a few reasonable conspiracy theories isn't actually that crazy because as we said before things like yeah things like the ca going into like guatemala and causing anarchy revolutions just to get rid of communism sounds kind of crazy but mm-hmm. we know it, it happened um so i think in moderation mm-hmm. it's good to not have your mind completely mm-hmm. buying in so much into what's every day and what's obviously real mm-hmm. i think that can be dangerous but on the other end, falling into the gravity of, of conspiratorial thinking, which is everything has a, a meaning. Everything yeah. is a sign. Mm-hmm. Every event. Everything is layers. To. It's not really what you think it is on the yeah. you know, on the surface. I was going to ask you something. Like, Would you agree that, and you don't have to, you can disagree, mm-hmm. but would you agree that there are fundamentally two different kinds of conspiracy theories um, if you slice it a different way, one type are of the utmost importance. Like if there really is a secret cabal running the world mm-hmm. and Jay Z and Beyonce are part of it, that, that probably affects our lives in, in really major ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, there are some conspiracy theories that don't seem to matter that much at all. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, like it's like, it's indeterminate how these things actually affect like most people's lives most of the time. Like if like mm-hmm. crop circles are because of like government experimentation or alien, like let's say there are aliens and that crash landed and they're in Roswell, New Mexico in area 51. Like I, does it matter? <laughs> well, it goes back to our um, uh, justice system episode actually. Um, So so the great thing about conspiracy theories is that you never have the body. Um, There's never habeas corpus in a weird abstract way. And what we talked about in that episode was how when, if that wasn't a a general rule in deciding things, it leaves the door open to infinite possibility. So because the whole conspiracy, the alien conspiracy theory of Roswell, New Mexico is okay, so, like, what kind of alien? Are they good? Yep. Are they bad? Do they even have language? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Because mm-hmm. none of that... How powerful are they? Because none of that is... We, we will never know any of that. It could be they were coming with a mission of peace and the United States military experimented on them and now mm-hmm. they're going to come back and destroy everything. Or they were coming to invade us and the military protected all of us, but they have to keep it secret so that the public doesn't freak out. Like you, you could spin, I think hundreds of narratives around it. So I think when you say like, how does that really affect someone depends on how freaking crazy someone is about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, I guess every conspiracy theory can like, you can make it deeper by saying, well, this is actually related to a deeper conspiracy theory, like a deeper conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just about like a couple of Martians landing in New Mexico and being captured and experimented on. It's actually that there's a huge conspiracy of aliens to take over the entire, all the governments of the world, uh, shadow puppet governments. And, you know, like you can, you can always say, well, there's something behind this conspiracy and it's actually a deeper and more important one. Mm-hmm. And the more totalizing it is and omnipotent it feels, I think the bigger high you get when you quote unquote discover it, you know, 
So, for example, the last James Bond movie, Spectre, I don't know, yeah, did you see that? I did. Okay. Well, it's like the whole, like, gotcha moment of the film is like, this person did everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yep. the, the, the reason why he's so powerful is that there was this big, I mean, I, I, it's not a great movie. But no, it's I think fine. What they were, yeah, I think what they were trying to, like, go for is, like, it how much scarier is it that all of you know the last couple james bond movies were mm-hmm. all connected in some yeah sort of and way. we didn't know and no one mm-hmm. oh, and this comes back to our spoiler alert you know spoiler mm-hmm. alert podcast where it's like when there's a big turn like that that's a that's a revealing turn then it actually makes by implication, it makes everything else actually less important. Yes. So I, conspiracy theories do that too. They make electoral politics less important. Oh, they make in like they make the masses of America completely irrelevant. Yeah, most of the except, things you do in your yeah. life don't mean anything, except as like useful idiots or something. Yeah, like the as like sheeple. Sheeple. You know, that phrase. Mm-hmm. It it makes your neighbor. It makes. I think another, I think the reason why the conspiracy theorist stereotype of like some dude with like a crazy beard and like unwashed clothes in the like remote trailer parks of the Midwest or something. Um, and I think the reason why in, in particular recently, Jay-Z and Beyonce and Rihanna being part of the Illuminati. And I mean, in her most recent song, she addresses that actually so that's how big mm-hmm. of a wave that mm-hmm. is i guess i was told uh that girls rule the world yeah well that's a front because if okay. you watch her video here you can see this and if you watch her mm-hmm. video here and jay-z says this and rihanna mm-hmm. says this and there's these huge is that what huge... rihanna's talking about when she sings about her umbrella ella ella a actually do you really do you really want me to talk to you about this? Because I yes. I have watched a video on this. Yes. Okay. So, Is it like Umbrella Corp from uh, Resident no, Evil? No, 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 no. I wish it was that. Um, it's basically that Jay Z is the Mason. You know, he's the or not like a literal Mason, but he's he he was invited to be a part of the the Illuminated ones. Um, and why would he not be? Well, because they recognized his cultural clout. Yeah. You know, and so in the Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce uh, music video, Crazy in Love. Do you remember that music video? I do. Where she's like in the, there's like the old Beyonce, like in the car. And then Jay-Z kind of like lights the car on fire. Mm. And then she's like out of the car and she's like Sasha Fierce, you know, that yeah. whole persona. Mm. Basically, it's like Jay-Z put the, the, a like ancient spirit inside of Beyonce. Okay. That allowed her to like transcend Destiny's mm-hmm. Child. And they read that video as that. And he's he's the Rain Man, which is like an old mm-hmm. um I think African mythology of like basically a Satan figure mm-hmm. who um does all things, which is why in that mm-hmm. music video when she, she goes through the fire and then she's covered in rain or something. Mm-hmm. And then, and well, I believe and Rihanna, that Jay-Z makes it rain. Yeah, and he says that he does say that. He says that he and, makes it rain. Yeah, and Rihanna, her hit song that he was involved with somehow. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how. Um, it was it's about the umbrella. It's about trying. She's like the ingenue in this situation. It's so like Beyonce yeah. sold yeah. herself completely into it, but mm-hmm. like she's a Rihanna, priestess now. She's more of like a like an unwilling participant who's mm-hmm. like stuck. She's like it. the sacrifice. She's like the young yeah. virgin sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so there's that. And like and you can watch Jay-Z's videos to see crazy things and like mm-hmm. you know. And it I think the reason why Is I, this why Jay Z goes to Paris with Kanye? Is that where the meetings yeah. are? Exactly. That's why they go to Paris. That's what that song's about. Okay. If you listen to the lyrics really carefully. I'm glad I just intuitively know most of this without having heard the theories. 
Yeah. But that's how a conspiracy theory can start and become popular. Mm-hmm. And I know you were joking, but like, it's not hard to connect the dots once someone sets it up, mm-hmm. you know? And I think what I was saying is the reason why, especially in the black community, there's this huge like Illuminati, Jay-Z, Kanye, Britney, and not Britney, Beyonce thing is maybe because it, provides a relief for some uh, for some people um i think the stereotype of a conspiracy theorist being desperate being at the edge of society mm-hmm. i think maybe it's more comfortable to believe that everything is just like a farce mm-hmm. that it's really these hidden mm-hmm. um, mach- like machinery that's like pushing the world mm-hmm. forward well in some ways to, like to be charitable mm-hmm. black entertainers and athletes that make it big they are enhancing white bootstrap narratives. Mm-hmm. But, like, they are. They're, whether you believe that they're true narratives or false narratives, that's evidence that, you know, powerful or rich, shadowy white people can use to say, hey, look, anyone can do this just like me. You can be a poor black kid in the inner city and you can rise to the heights of power, prestige, wealth, and influence. And so. Mm-hmm. The Jay-Z, Beyonce, Rihanna sort of cadre is probably implicitly used as evidence by people who would advocate, well, the reason you guys over here are poor or disempowered or unconnected or have lives that aren't the life that you want is because you just didn't hook into the real thing. You didn't you didn't do the right things to become a power player and these people did and then the response to that is the conspiracy that well it's not that they worked hard and built a business and became a mogul and you know worked on their talent and and all that stuff and made the right connections and and learned things it's that they're part of a vast conspiracy that keeps the rest of us down yeah totally it's it makes sense why there would be a discrepancy you know so like yeah. if if some African American people can become Jay Z, you know, and like in Beyonce's new song, she's the next. She is the Black Bill Gates. That's literally what she says. Yeah, yeah, she says that. Yeah. Is why would there if she can do that? Why does there seem to be so much in other people's way, you know, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. it's, I think it's more comforting. And I mean, you know, we're not, I'm not trying to make this into a race issue, but like, no, I, you know, I mean, I would like to acknowledge that white people use these kind of narratives to tell black people why they're not rich. Mm-hmm. Like that happens. When in reality, um, I think on both sides, people want to say, Beyonce was like a pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Like, look at what happens when you actually apply yourself thing. Yeah. And I think other people want to say, oh, well, she was like sucked into this conspiratorial, like Illuminati control the world thing. And they're using her as like a puppet yeah. to do that stuff. But no one really wants to say, I don't know how, what form of genetics created Beyonce's body, but it's like completely insane. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know anyone else who like has her proportions in a realistic way. Well, she, um, I mean, by a lot of people's standards, she's one of the most beautiful women of our generation, mm-hmm. and has probably changed certain standards of beauty just by the force of who she is. Exactly, and her talent, um, and, and her, and her yeah. talent. I mean, at the Super Bowl, the halftime show was you know mixed reviews, but she is a force. Like when she comes on stage or on the field you have to pay attention to what Mm -hmm. she's doing she's so she seems so convicted that her that she's right you know whatever she's singing however she's dancing whatever message it is it's hard to disagree with her yeah just by sorry for the beyonce Yeah, yeah 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 But it it shows you how something as simple as Beyonce's success can be dismantled into these multiple conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Well, and um, we have like the, I, we have the legends of like 
some of the founders of rock and roll, whether it's Bo Diddley or whoever, you know, making a deal with the devil to become so talented that, you know, and that's what sets them apart. That's just a mystical version of a conspiracy. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's still a definition. There's a subjective party who's trying to get their plot in, you know, to try to the devil. Mm-hmm. And it seems like as, as we become sec- more secularized, it seems that, it's gone from gods and devils and demons and things to the government and big science and big mm-hmm. military and prisons and rich people. And like, so we've become a little bit more secularized with our all encompassing theories of explanation. Uh, so our gods of the gaps are slightly different these yeah. days. And I think it goes to show you in maybe in ancient times or in past times, God and demons and spirits were viewed as these impenetrable um, entities which had personhood, but were completely not understandable. Yeah. Um, and now those are corporations to us. You know, we, yeah. we don't know why Monsanto does what, Mon- what Monsanto does, mm-hmm. but we do know that if they decide to make a decision on how corn's grown, it changes almost everything in our country yeah so it it's easy to start making conspiracies about stuff like that because we know there is a motive and it might just be a little opaque so that opens the room that opens the door for hundreds of conspiracies Mm -hmm. and money and power motives make more sense to us because we've been influenced by narratives of materialism um, rather than some goddess is pissed at some chick because she can make good stuff out of cloth. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't ever weave. It's I'm not. The moral of I, that won't. Story. I won't. Don't ever weave. I won't. So, I have a question. Okay. What conspiracy theories that you've heard... Uh, maybe ones we've mentioned but not really gone into or mm-hmm. whatever. What do you think which ones to you have like the highest chances of being based in reality? Like have the highest chances of like you know that sounds crazy. Have you ever heard a conspiracy theory that, that sounds crazy but you're like you know what like mm-hmm. there's a non-zero chance that this is this is true. Yeah. Um, I think that like, I think there's a 10% chance that we didn't go to the moon the way that we said we went to the moon. I believe we went to the moon. Like, 90%. Sure. I mean, I, mean I, I, I believe that we did, too. But I don't think it's beyond, you know, the realm of possibility for them to stage it. Yeah, you know? I think you could have staged. I, like, kind of like the War of the Worlds radio, the whole story about Orson mm-hmm. Welles and the radio and people thinking it was real. I think in a more innocent time, you could have possibly staged something like that. You would have, everyone would have had to have been in on it, right? You know, like the mm-hmm. astronauts and their, whoever had any knowledge of how this actually went down. Um, and remember, like our space pro- pro- program was useful primarily, not primarily, but in a major way because of the propaganda elements, you know, the, we were competing against another empire and we wanted to put out there that we were more technologically advanced and we were able to get things. I mean, JFK put it in a state of the union address that this is, mm-hmm. we're going to do this like basically to win the cold war. So, you know, that to me, there, there is kind of like going back to the courtroom analogy, there's kind of motive there, you know, and mm-hmm. because of naivete about communications technology, there might be opportunity. So just to like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be as, charitable as possible i mean i'm sure it's possible that paul mccartney's not the original paul mccartney i'm not you know i'm not i don't know enough about that particular one um but there are ones that are more realistic than others like the lizard people thing doesn't really get a lot of traction in my brain obviously but there are Mm -hmm. ones that i think are are (laughs) ones that maybe are a little bit more you know make you go hmm like could the military have taken out a coup like basically performed a coup on jfk it's possible. Like I'm, I wouldn't put that beyond our 
you know, military clandestine services that if there was a president that was really getting in their way that they could go get people, you know, contract people to kill the president. Like, I don't think that's, Mm -hmm. I mean, we had people doing that on their own to kill Lincoln that were like, we don't like this. We're going to kill. So it's like, that doesn't seem like totally impossible to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think the, the best way to go about it is to just X files it. Okay, mm. so Mulder in the X-Files is obviously the person that's like the person the, the really likes conspiracy thinking. You know, he's always willing to see yeah. things and uh, uh, reach for the, the like the most impossible act of something. Just because being so yeah, it's like want to believe. Yeah, he's open. He, he wants to believe. He knows, based off of very personal experiences, that there's something more to reality than what he's being led to believe. And I think Scully, I think everyone recognizes on I don't, it's not like this is a new radical interpretation of X-Files. Scully obviously represents the cold, hard uh, reason, you know. And not just cold, Mm -hmm. hard reason. I think a lot of people put her as, like, the smart, logical one. I think she's conventional wisdom. Yeah, she's actually tradition in a weird way. Yeah, she's Um, Catholic. and, And for the modern person, more importantly, she's the highest form of priest. She's a doctor. She's the yep. person who practices science. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, she's practical wisdom. Mm-hmm. So she is like the vessel of traditional understanding. Um, and I think what the show does a bad job at, and I will say this, is producers and the creator have come you know, people said like, why is Mulder always right? Like, wouldn't it have been a more balanced show if they would gotten to the end of something and it really was what Scully thought it was in the beginning. And yeah. they've come out and said, Oh, well, what you, s- I think there were, I think there were some monster of the week type episodes where it turned out to be a hoax. You know, I think she was, but right the hoax always stuff. has something to do with like, like weirder things in reality. Yeah. Cause I recently rewatched all the season and there is never a time when Scully's rational, um, not rational, but her empirical, time-tested conclusion is right. Okay. And if it is right, it's in a way that she's not talking mm-hmm. about at all. Because like you, you, you need a twist. Yeah. And what the creators and the producers have said in interviews and, like, on when they do, like, AMAs on Reddit and stuff is, well, in the show, the show takes place over years and years and years. And the episodes are the are the times when Mulder is right. Boo! All, yeah, all the other Boo. the <laughs> nine hundred. Yeah, I know. The nine hundred other cases are, you know, Scully's just right right off the bat, and, and then they're and too they boring. Yeah, and we, you know, that's not interesting to the viewer. So I think that kind of out. But I mean, it does show. I think sometimes a bad reading of the show would be like, see. You always have to be willing to believe in the crazy stuff. But I think the real um, lesson, quote unquote, from this show is, you sh- and I actually think William Gaines does this when he talks about the psychology of belief. You never want to believe in something in a way. Where a very clear, reasonable evidence was presented to you of the opposite being true you could not believe that evidence. So, so and this might be hitting a little close to home here for, for us, uh, but so let's say you don't believe in, I'm not going to say God, let's say angels. Mm-hmm. So let's say you don't believe in angels um, and you have all these reasons, you know, it goes against the laws of science. What yep. are they made out of material? Are they not? Mm-hmm. How did they come here? Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But let's say one day something fell from the sky with giant, it had six wings and eight heads like an Ezekiel angel and was Mm -hmm. screaming in Aramaic about like Mm -hmm. cities of the plain and Mm -hmm. shit. Mm -hmm. Um, It's on fire and it it has a voice like a trumpet. 
beards and there's mm-hmm. tongues everywhere and God knows what's happening. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure God literally knows what's happening. But yes. Um, if you would have to find a way to explain away that, then you are in a position of, um, of bad faith in some ways. Yeah, so you're not being intellectually honest. Mm-hmm. So if if your reasoning for not believing in angels is well, from whatever you know, from personal experience, from everyday life, we know those types of beings don't really exist. And then if one showed up and said, "Hey, here I am," by that same, uh, whatever same criteria, you would have to say, "Oh, well, I guess angels exist." But if you so believe in something that you would break your own criteria, be like, "Well, actually, this is probably." Mm-hmm a blah, 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 and then coming up with all stuff. I think the show is trying to say, don't hold on to your everydayness too closely. Mm-hmm. You know, like, well, and to, to back off of just the X-Files discussion, like mm-hmm. the definition, a, a one working definition of conspiracy theories is it's something that can't be proven true no matter what facts come out. So, mm-hmm. so a conspiracy theory, like a pure conspiracy theory, is basically just what you were describing. It's it, it doesn't matter what facts you present to me; there, I can incorporate them all into my sort of Hegelian meta narrative about the history of everything and the reality mm-hmm. of everything. And that's one of the reasons, just to throw some politics in there, mm-hmm. that I am not a Marxist because I have read Marxist theories of yeah. history that no matter what data you present, they're like, yeah, but that's all part of it. And it's like, okay, so. Nothing I say could possibly mm-hmm. do anything to exactly. dissuade you from it, your Marxist it, it theory will be interpretation of history. Yeah. And it's I like, hey, it seems like there's yeah. been some countries where, like, you know, the markets have opened up and people have done really well. Yeah, but just wait. Just mm-hmm. wait. Because that's just a stage. That's just a stage in, in the bigger thing. That's part of it. It's like, all right. It's true. It's true. So what are your final impressions about conspiracy theories? And I mean, we just talked about the X-Files. We talked about a lot of different things. But what's your takeaway about conspiracy, the the conspiracy theory as a thing? I think it's healthy to at least be curious about them. Yeah. To get a chance to figure out and make your own decisions. Because at least, you know, it will be funny on the other end. Yeah. Yeah. I think being curious is important. I think being open to data from anything and kind of like investigating, looking into things and not just, uh, I hate when people foreclose possibilities. Like, you know, it doesn't take very long to, to debunk things like lizard people for most, for most people, but by the nature of conspiracy mm-hmm. theories, they can still be maintained. But I think you can win most people over with the, with the most outlandish, outlandish conspiracy theories. I saw you know, a video a few weeks ago where a metal worker showed how even though the temperature of jet fuel burning doesn't melt steel beams, it weakens mm-hmm. them enough to have caused a collapse like the, the September 11th. So stuff like that. Like just, hey, let's investigate. Let's do a little research and let's you know, kind of look at some of the, the stronger and weaker points of the, the evidence. And, and if you can cast doubt on it um, honestly uh, with you know, charity – then do so. But if it's something that's completely up in the air, just say, well, I guess we'll have to, I just guess we'll have to see. Like, I guess yeah. we'll have to see if any of that information comes out. Well, if you want to silence a conspiracy theory, the worst thing you can do is just say, oh, well, that's just a conspiracy theory. Cause that's what they want yeah, that's, to hear. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like with the whole jet fuel doesn't melt your beams. All it takes is what that guy did. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, hey, look, well, here's, this is a similar yeah. temperature. Look, look, I can bend this, this steel with my, with my pinky. Mm-hmm. And maybe having the added weight of a jet, uh, of a of a of a passenger jet on top of one floor that got this hot would start the chain reaction of that being too heavy and that being too heavy and that being too heavy and that being too being too heavy after a couple hours of burning. So yeah, I think you know taking it to the facts, but also being curious and doing a little mm-hmm. investigation. I think, and that's and I think it's a good example of philosophic charity. Because if you actually play the game and you say, okay, well, let's burn jet fuel on top of steel beams and see what happens, then yeah. there's there's literally nothing else they can say without becoming more mm-hmm. outlandish, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cool. Well, that's uh, that's us for this week. That's the discussion of uh, conspiracy theories 
Uh, Nick, are you open to doing uh, oppression tokens next, uh, next, week? next week? Yeah. Sure, absolutely. So we'll call it oppression tokens. That'll be next week. And we'll talk about the currency of kind of the, I don't want to call it PC culture, but sort of our contemporary culture of giving, um, trying to give powerful voice to people who, based upon their level of oppression or identity politics. So Nick will kind of give us a rating system where, we, actually, both of us will go through different kinds of theories that award different point totals or to token totals or currency to people based on their classification and the oppression that they've gone through, which I think is a really just interesting. We'll try not to be too judgy about it. I just it's a really fascinating topic to go through in terms of just who gets a voice. Absolutely. I'm excited. But but for now, this has been Ryan and Nick. And you will hear from us next week. Bye. 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 Bye.